Hello and welcome to the New York Farm Bureau's Weekly News Bite, bringing you the latest news from the New York State agriculture world. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of New York Farm Bureau's News Bites. I'm Steve Ammerman, Director of Communications for New York Farm Bureau. Well, June is wrapping up and the latest crop condition report is out from the USDA National Agricultural Statistics Service. NAS says there were six days suitable for field work last week, and New York is actually faring better than much of the country in terms of moisture. Topsoil moisture supplies were 4% very short, 37% short, 52% adequate, and 7% surplus. The drought monitor map also has about 9% of the state classified as abnormally dry, but not yet drought conditions. The rest of the state is normal. Most of the area that is abnormally dry is in the middle southern tier, stretching up through portions of the Finger Lakes and into the Rochester area. Also a small area just northeast of Albany is included as well. Crop conditions are actually looking pretty good. 97% of the planted corn has emerged, which is far ahead of the five-year average of 76%. Also looking at soybeans, 89% have emerged. Typically, that number is around 71% this time of year. 21% of second cutting of hay is wrapped up. That's twice the five-year average. And nearly all of the apples, peaches, and pears are in full bloom. Well, as we head into July, New York Farm Bureau is planning an exciting event for members of its Commodity and Issues Committees, as well as its Agricultural Alliance Partners. It's called the Future of New York Agriculture Summit. It'll be held on July 20th in Syracuse. New York Farm Bureau's public policy team has been hard at work planning the event that will include several panel discussions and a keynote address. Here's Public Policy Director Jeff Williams. Well, this summit, I think, is very exciting, but it builds off what our state board of directors did in the conversations and afternoon conversations with our Agricultural Alliance members, which are pretty much all of the commodity-specific organizations. And they got together in April to talk about how to move agriculture forward in a time of, of great stress, when it, when it comes to labor regulations, when it comes to climate change, workforce development, supply chain, there's so many things that are coming at agriculture. And I, I think sometimes the instinct is to say, well, I'll either ignore it and, or just give up because it's just going to happen. And, and that's the wrong answer in our case. And this new summit is going to delve down into those, some of those issues to talk about how we can grab success from them and position farmers in a, as a forward-thinking entity that, that makes better decisions. The summit will address workforce development to attract highly skilled workers, the importance of applied research to make farms more efficient and sustainable, outreach to urban lawmakers, along with climate change. State leaders, including the Senate and Assembly Agriculture Committee chairs, will speak. As we mentioned, the summit is for the organization's Commodity and Issues Committees. These committees are great ways to stay involved and be in the know about Farm Bureau and its issues. Once again, here's Jeff. Yeah, this is a new effort for New York Farm Bureau to try to give more member value to our members. And so we've always had commodity committees that are advisory committees to our state board directors on different issues like dairy or labor or specialty crops. The issues committees are members of those commodity committees in the sense that they will have received information on specific issues of their interest. It's a way of getting more people involved in New York Farm Bureau and getting them more information to better run their business. This summit will be a good lead into New York Farm Bureau's public policy development process, which is the foundation of our grassroots organization. Jeff is encouraging members to think about the policy positions of Farm Bureau that they want to see the organization support. 
this is all part and parcel of this whole conversation of the summit and, and issues committees. The Farm Bureau is very cyclical. Legislative session, at least at the state level, happens from January until June. And then right after, literally at right the day it ends, we start looking and planning for the next year when it comes to policy. And so the, the key message is that people who work in New York Farm Bureau or in the public policy division don't make or set our positions on legislation or regulation. That comes directly from our members. And so we ask our members to think long and hard about the challenges they see on their farms or in their businesses. And if there's a state law or a regulation that could be changed, removed, or even added to make their daily business of farming easier. So we have a policy development survey, which will be coming out this month or next month in July in our grassroots newspaper. County Farm Bureaus will be having policy development picnics in meetings in, during the summer to talk about what is needs to be changed in agriculture. And then county farm bureaus will have their county annual meetings in the fall and really put pen to paper, literally vote on each individual policy position. And each of those policy positions that are voted on are sent to our delegates at our state annual meeting in December to be voted on to go into our policy book, as which then we all refer to those policies in the policy book in the next coming legislative session for 2023. Again, it's not staff driven at all. This is Farm Bureau is a tremendously democratic organization and it, it's it's the ideas that come from farmers. Head to New York Farm Bureau's website, nyfb.org, for more information on the summit or how to sign up for an issues committee to receive additional information from New York Farm Bureau. Also, check out the new issue of Grassroots that will hit mailboxes next week. It will include some policy development questions to think about. Plus, our featured commodity of the month is craft beverages. We'll have a lot of great feature stories from members who are doing some really interesting work. As always, you can find out the latest news about Farm Bureau and New York agriculture in the monthly newspaper, which is a member benefit. In other news, U.S. consumers will pay $69.68 for their favorite Independence Day cookout foods. This includes cheeseburgers, pork chops, chicken breasts, homemade potato salad, strawberries, and, of course, ice cream. This is based on a new American Farm Bureau Federation market basket survey. The average comes out to about $7 per person, with the overall cost for the cookout up about 17% or around $10 from last year. This is a result of ongoing supply chain disruptions, inflation, as well as the impacts from the war in Ukraine. Now, the price here in the Northeast is $67.13. That's about $2 below the national average. The Market Basket Survey shows the largest year-to-year -year price increase was for ground beef. Results show the retail price for two pounds of ground beef is $11.12. That is up 36% from last year. Meanwhile, the USDA's Produce Price Index indicates that compared to a year ago, farm-level cattle prices are actually up 17.5%, but wholesale beef prices are down 14%. This serves to highlight the differences between farm-level wholesale and retail beef prices and how the events of the last few years have had significant impacts on beef production and cattle pricing cycles, which makes them really hard to predict. One bright spot though for consumers in the market basket survey is the average retail price for strawberries, which declined 86 cents compared to a year ago. Sliced cheese and potato chips also dropped in price, 48 cents and 22 cents respectively. Better weather conditions in some fruit-growing regions and greater retail pricing flexibility for processed products are likely drivers behind the modest price declines for these items. Black consumers, farmers are dealing with price hikes as well, from fertilizer to fuel. And AFBF chief economist Roger Cryan says, bottom line, in many cases, the higher prices farmers are being paid 
are not covering the increases in their farm expenses. You can check out the full Market Basket survey at AFBF on their website, fb.org. Well, we hope you and your family have a fun and safe 4th of July. And as always, if you're enjoying that great barbecue, remember to thank a farmer for the food around the table.